0: one that he himself wrote. The occasion for the letter was that sometime prior to the year 50, when the letter was written, Paul had visited Thessalonica in modern-day Greece, although it was part of the province of Macedonia back in in Paul's day, and he had a desperate desire to go back and, and visit these people again. His Relationship with them, as he mentions in the first couple of chapters of the letter, was just so warm that he wanted to go back and visit. But he couldn't go back. And as he explains it towards the end of the second chapter, you know, it was Satan, at least in Paul's worldview, who was presenting his return visit to that community to whom he had preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, despite himself, Paul says, you know, I decided to be left alone there in, in Corinth or Athens, wherever it was, probably Athens, where, from which he was writing this letter. And he said, you know, I'm going to send Timothy. Timothy, he was his chief lieutenant, his sort of his aide-de-camp. And Timothy visited the city, came back with Paul, gave a good report. And Paul says in chapter 2, verse 5, but Timothy has just now come to us from you and has brought good news about your faith and love. didn't say anything about their hope. And so Paul, as he goes on, says that in in a prayer, that may he so strengthen your hearts in holiness that you may be blameless before our God and Father in the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, night and day, we, in verse 10 of chapter 3, we pray most earnestly that we may see you face to face and restore whatever is lacking in, in your faith. So Paul wants to visit the Thessalonians. For the second time, he still wants to visit them and explain to them about what is lacking, which is, in fact, their hope. And as the letter goes on, he's going to do that. But he still can't go back. So what does he do now, shall we say, the second best thing, first best thing, was to send Timothy. <laughs> now he moves on to another letter. He sends the Thessalonians a letter. And as letters in his will were written, the letter begins with the Thanksgiving. And in fact, the first letter to the Thessalonians is rather unique in the New Testament, insofar as it doesn't have simply one Thanksgiving, it has two thanksgiving. The first one goes from chapter 1, verse 1, through to chapter 2, uh, verse 12, and then the second, Thanksgiving, goes from chapter 2, verse 13, to chapter 3, verse 13, the end of chapter 3. And then in chapter 4, verse 13, Paul picks up what's lacking in the Thessalonians' hope, and he talks to them about their grief because some members of the community had died. And that was really problematic for the Thessalonians, not only because a community obviously is, you know, is grieving, is sad, is sorrowing whenever, whenever somebody dies, but for them their grief was compounded because the Lord Jesus had not yet come back and these people had died. What was going to happen to them? when the Lord Jesus returns at what we call the second coming, but biblical scholars call the parousia, a Greek word which means presence or arrival. So Paul addresses that issue in two movements of thought from chapter four, verse 13, to to chapter five, verse 11. And then he gives a series of moral exhortations, one after another in staccato fashion as I explained in, a, in another series of lectures that I have given for Now You Know Media, uh, series on Paul's letters. But this series of exhortation always reminds me of parents going out the door to go away for a weekend or maybe a short vacation. And as almost as they're getting in the car, at least that's the image I have in my mind, they're telling the kids, now remember... To you know, to feed the cat. Don't stay out too late. Uh, make sure you take care of your young assistant. You know, one thing after another. That's the way that Paul ends up this letter. But between the opening thanksgivings and the response to the Thessalonians.